One, yeah. Ethan can read and count. And it is not episode one, but it is episode 77 of the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. It is the Jake Long, no, Luka Doncic. Corey Stringer, rest in peace. Corey Stringer, RIP. Jake Long, uh, Taylor Lewan, uh Trevor Keegan. Uh, Cor- yeah, Corey Stringer. Who's Trevor Keegan? He is the left guard for Michigan this year. Oh, so he's a John Jansen. Uh, so yeah, I mean it, that's like kind of the uh, that's the usually and usually it's the left tackle Michigan gives seventy seven to. That's kind of the tradition, but he's a uh, left guard. So there's that, and then now yeah, we've got the NBA playoffs are underway. Uh, Mage won the Kentucky Derby uh, to both. It was Mage, M-A-G-E. I don't know if I said that right or said it wrong. Our guy, Two Phils, got second, which isn't bad. Canterbury's own. So, yeah, Canterbury's own. Uh, that was who, uh, if I were to bet, that's who I would have been betting on. That uh, I would have went with Two Phils because we've got to go, got to go with the local horses. And I'm a rider, so you know what? I'm going with. I would have was close, but maybe he's gonna go win the uh, Preakness or Belmont. That'd be cool. You that would be. Many, you see how many horses died? At the yeah, it was like seven. Six or seven. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I haven't really read a whole lot on it, so I don't really know what the... Uh, breaking ankle? Well, I know one, I guess, like, fell and broke its leg or slipped getting off, like, some... Off to, onto the track or something, you know, like, fractured its leg, so it would be euthanized, like, that day. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and then one of them... Like the one, I think the horse that was favorited, favorited to win like the day before the Friday before on Friday, he had to, uh, the horse had to withdraw because it stepped on a rock and hurt its foot. Yeah. I saw that. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, not the, uh, not the best week, week, uh, weekend out at, uh, Churchill Downs and in, in Louisville, but but that was about it. That was it was kind of a slow slow sports weekend. The NBA playoffs have been been pretty good, which is nice. Um, the uh, the Heat Heat Knicks game is going on right now, and uh, I believe the Heat are up at half. I have it on my iPad right now, but I it's at halftime, so I can't remember the score. But the uh, the Suns uh, Nuggets is tied up two two, and the Lakers by the end of Monday night we will know and. Potentially, we might have an Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals uh, team in it, depending on what happens on today and Wednesday. And then the uh, Celtics Sixers is all tied up two two, and um, yeah, so we will we will see. But you know, guys, what's the uh, what's how how are we feeling about the NBA playoffs right now? Uh, how is your uh, your pre uh, pre playoff predictions looking? I guess I picked the Suns, I think, to come out of the West. And so they're looking up. Um, they're looking better than what they were. That's for damn sure. 2-2. Booker looks like he's a god out there. And KD just needs to keep doing what he's doing. And I think they'll be they'll be fine versus. I think I saw he missed like eight shots on in games three. Uh, combined like eight shots in games uh, three and four. And Booker, it's not like he is... wasn't like. I watched a little bit of the game four. It's not like he's wide open on 90% of these shots. Like, they are, no. like, contested, yeah, shots contested shots. Yeah, contested shots. 
And I think I think he was 14 of 19, if I'm not mistaken, the other night. Yeah, yeah. When he went for like thirty, when I'm he went for like right now went, on Friday, he went for like thirty-eight, thirty-eight last night. I want to say. Because yeah, Friday night in Game Three, he was twenty of twenty-five, and then twenty. That's that's crazy. That's 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 even like crazy to go do that in the gym, like where you're just shooting mm-hmm. around, and much less do that in a game. When you're down, da- and when then yeah, he was when you're down two zero in a series without Chris Paul. Yeah, they're better without Chris Paul. I'll they say. are. They are. And then he was, then he was fourteen of eighteen, and then he was fourteen of eighteen last night. Fourteen of eighteen. Damn. Yeah. Stupid. When the ball's it in his hands and Booker can I kind of just run off the screens? They're a better team than when Chris Paul is out there trying to run the show. Well, that I mean, you you could realistically you could trade Chris Paul. You could probably trade Aiton if you want to keep Durant and Booker because those are your guys that are going to carry you and actually get some depth and some bench because that's really the only thing that we're if you're a Suns fan that has to worry you is as a as the uh as the playoff wears on is the, you know the durability because they're not a deep team realistically what do you think you could get for an aging Chris Paul that's been hurt on and off for probably I want I, I heard a stat about him playing in the playoffs last three years and it's like insane the amount of games he's missed yeah I don't I mean there, there, there's a lot of dumb owners in the NBA, so people will go for it. Like, like That's when the, uh, the I you can't put it past them. Or a team, uh, I could totally see the Lakers because, and finally get the uh, the the Hornets trade come full circle. For I could them. also see a team like the Miami yeah. Heat try to do it. Yeah. Um. Just you know, someone who's looking for an extra quote unquote star, even though he's not a superstar player anymore. Someone just to sell tickets and, t- and you know, you know, on their social media page, they can say, hey, we got Bam out of bio, Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul. Don't don't mess with us down here in South Florida. Uh, but to Ethan's point, Miami seems like an arrogant enough organization where they do something like that. And they probably they would make it work. Everything is there's every, everything in their history suggests that they'll find a way to make it work. I would be curious to see. I don't know. How him and uh, Jimmy Butler, the two alpha dogs, would see if they would come come uh, come to a head. But I mean that the Heat, Lakers, yeah, I, the Mavs. That would not that would be a disaster. They're just a disaster all around. Mm-hmm. But and then yeah, I don't maybe would, would if uh, Ethan the Wolf fan would you uh, would you want Chris Paul? No. No, I'm good. No, okay. No, I would. I'd be fine with Mike Conley. He's he's durable. Uh, obviously, Chris Paul is not, and maybe he's not as good as Chris Paul. Don't get me wrong, but I think he fits this team probably better than what Chris Paul would. Yeah, he's a solid, reliable player. He was. I mean, he he played. He had a really good series against Denver. He was really good in the uh, in the two playing games too. I, I he, he's just kind of been played in the shadows of other teams because he just hasn't played in big markets. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if he'd be a Hall of Famer, but I think if he played for played for a bigger team, if he played for a team like the Lakers, the Heat – Celtics. Celtics, he'd definitely, a Hall, he'd definitely be in the Hall of Fame. I think a lot of teams, most people are overreacting to this year. Heck, if they have McDaniels and uh, Reed versus the Lakers in the play-in, they'd probably beat them by 20. 
they didn't even play that great, and they should have beat them. Uh, they probably give they probably beat Memphis, and they and they absolutely give Denver a better shot. Um, do they win? I don't know, but it definitely goes more than five games. Yeah, well, and they they would they wouldn't even play Denver till the conference finals. Yeah, if that yeah, if they would have beat the Lakers because they would have been the they would have been the seventh seed. They would have played Memphis and yeah. Dylan Brooks was I heard he was out out fishing uh, out in out in Memphis and uh, he actually fell out of the boat and he still missed the water. That doesn't surprise me. Nope. <laughs> Did you see what they said about him? <laughs> under no circumstance, under he's coming no back next year. Talk about just absolutely burying a guy when he's down. Right after they offered him like a hundred million or something, some lucrative deal uh, earlier in the off season, or earlier in the yeah. season, I should say. I mean, like I'm all for like talking shit and trolling and all all that good stuff, but you you don't and, and believe me, I've taken my fair amount of shots at LeBron over the years. But that's that. That's just stupid. Mm-hmm. You 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 don't you don't come at the king, and if you do, you best not miss. And, and, and he, he missed he a missed. lot. But here's here's my thing: talk your shit and do whatever you want. But even oh, he just he actually just built a new house with all the bricks uh, he he shot in that well, series. Well, actually, he uh, probably opened wherever opened he's up going a new masonry um uh, company. But um yeah, but uh, <laughs> at, at least after you talk talk. When you lose, at least say something to the media. Don't just, oh, I'm not here to talk. It's all cool and fun and games when you're talking before the series starts. Nah, he's he's old. Uh, don't talk about um, putting 40 up on me until you actually do it. Man, I poke bears, all this other stuff. But then when you get your ass kicked and you shoot 12% from the three-point line, you at least have to say something to the media afterwards. You just can't cop out and say, oh, no, I'm fine. Hey, we'll be fine out here in the West. We no, you can't do that. You know who could have used Mike Conley is is the Grizzlies. They could have used that veteran presence because Conley would have shut that shit down like that. Like, no, we're we're not talking here. We're we're just gonna play basketball. We are not good enough to start running well, our mouths, especially at one of the greatest players of all time. One one thing the Grizzlies should do this offseason, but they won't because they they if they do this, they won't sell tickets. They should trade John Morant. But he is Memphis. And his his, but, no, yeah, his wish.com I mean, version of a dad who looks like Usher. <laughs> he has a better chance of shooting a kid than he does winning an NBA title. So, I mean. And that's a perfect city to shoot a kid in. Maybe uh, maybe Chris Paul is the uh, – maybe Chris Paul is going to be the answer down there in Memphis. Yeah. Not – Get all those youngins in line. Not a chance. Yeah, we said the same thing about him in Oklahoma City, and he still played also, there. Also, I think Chris, though, is at the point in his career where he wants to enjoy his days off in the city where he lives in. Uh, I don't see him having a good time in Memphis. Or bailing his Well, he doesn't live in Memphis. He lives on the sub in the burbs. But, but you you still want him to like, what what burbs in Memphis, Tennessee? What? Yeah, I can't imagine there's a lot. You know, there, there can't be a lot. I'm sure there is. Memphis is a pretty big town. Yeah, but even if it, I'm sure there's. Even if it, it's just like any other place, but, any other big city, there's, there's going to be nice but, places. There's going to be shitty places that you don't go you to. Got, also, it's it's not it's not Phoenix. It's not Miami. It's not Los Angeles. It's not New York. At this point in his career, that's where Chris wants to be. Yeah. You know, you could say the same thing about Minneapolis. Minneapolis is a big city. 
Uh, and there's you know plenty of stuff to do, but nobody wants to come here. Nobody wants to go to Memphis. Nobody wants to go to Oklahoma City. You know, Chris just wants to hang. I think Oklahoma City would be a good place where you're just away from everybody. It's quiet. There's plenty of. I know it's one of the bigger cities in Oklahoma, it but it's the, still quiet. It where is the you biggest. Can kind it of, is the biggest you can city. Kind of, where you can kind of just be away. You can. It's big enough to where there's people, but it's also small enough, probably, to where you can build out far enough in the country where you. You are away from everybody. You know, Dylan, that sounds good if you're a baseball player, but when you're a 10-plus time NBA All-Star, you don't want to be away from people. You want to be near the people. And I'm guessing Chris Paul wants to How do you... be in the big city. Maybe he could, but I don't know. But, yeah, going away, from, being away from people, that sounds glorious most days. Sounds like you're living in the perfect spot. It could be. If if I was in the perfect spot, I'd be like, I wouldn't have anybody around my house. I wouldn't have neighbors or anything. It would just be me in my house and maybe a dog. Maybe I would go, I'd drive to, I'd drive to Minneapolis and go steal Ethan's dog and he'd live with me. No, he wouldn't like that. He wouldn't like that. Oh, he he would would love it. He's right here. He would, he would not like that. We could go on four wheeler rides. He doesn't leave my side. Okay. Well, just before I take him, until I take him, then he'd leave your side. He'd be like that dog in Ireland who ran like 47 miles back to its owners after they dropped him off at the pound. Because they didn't. Because this guy's real life homeward bound. There's no way. No way. And what are the odds? He gets tired after. What are the odds he wouldn't bite Dylan anyway? I think they're pretty good. 50 50. Oh. I think that's more than fair. Just don't care did, he bite, did he bite you, Grant? No, he loves me. No. No, he likes Grant. Okay. Who did Who did he bite? I thought he bit somebody. UPS driver. Grandpa. Oh, that's right. What did it? He bit, he bit a UPS no, driver? No, he barked at the UPS uh, driver. He chased him down the street. That's yeah, what he chased it was. Him down the street. Oh. That's what it was. He's, yeah, he hates the UPS, man. Even if, like, a truck drives by, he will lose his shit. But he, he, he bit Hannah's grandfather and your brothers? Or just howled at your brothers? Uh, that's uh, what he, it was. He tried to. Tried to. He like jumped at him. Good thing Boone never bit me when I, these last six weeks, because with all the with the aspirin I had to take daily, I'd be bleeding everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be bleeding everywhere. Yeah. So Grant, you're, let's talk about that. You're uh, you you get to go back to work tomorrow. The knee brace is off. The knee brace is off. Now, how's the uh, how's the leg feeling? How's uh you uh are you ready to uh, go and? Go go walk uh walk about ten miles do uh do eighteen not a chance is that uh <laughs> not, not, a, not a chance if anyone's playing golf uh I'm gonna be the passenger princess oh I'm I'm playing golf courses are are finally open yeah. so I got it got in two rounds I'm I'm gonna be someone's passenger princess I'll be there to watch where your ball goes and then uh, if we get on the green I'll throw a ball in there and I'll maybe uh maybe put a couple in but. Uh, no, it, feel, it feels good to have the brace off. I'm not going to lie. When I sit down and kind of have my leg close to like a 90-degree angle, there's still some tension in there. Uh, that's just something I'm going to have to work out. But, uh, no, it feels good to have the brace off. It feels good to be able to be, drive again and just kind of go back to some sort of a normal function of a life. Uh, Twins game on Friday with Ethan. Let's go, baby. Yep. Who are they? Uh, is Padres? Cubs. 
Or Cubs. Oh, that's right. Oh, you guys are going yeah, to the game. Then, and then, yeah, we're gonna watch them beat the shit out of the Cubs. And Fuck then, you, Cody Bellinger. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, go- Ethan. I, we're going to another game, I believe. I just I, two Fridays after. Two Fridays. That's that's right. And then uh, I'm going. Toronto. Who do they play? Toronto. Toronto. And oh, then okay. uh, I'm seeing the Red Sox in June with a buddy from work. Nice. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, you know, it, it's it just feels good to be out of the house. Even last week, guys, when I still wasn't working, uh, when the weather got nice out here. I took one of my crutch, the walking brace. I put my headphones on. I remember that. And uh, just went outside and, you know, walked around the neighborhood and felt, uh, you know, felt good. Just getting some fresh air, getting some exercise. The legs were a little sore afterwards because I hadn't used them in a while. Um, but, no, it's it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be neat. It's kind of, it was a long month. I'm not going to lie. You know, the days weren't too bad. But, you know, when you're stuck inside, um, not a whole lot on the TV. During the day, you know, you read, um, you know, you read a couple books, um, but even that you might only read chapter or two a day. And then you just kind of kind of drags on and you're stuck inside and you can't see as many people as you normally would. And, uh, you know, it's kind of tough relying on people, but, you know, grateful for everyone who did stuff for me, Ethan included, uh, driving to PT and helping me get some groceries. Kicked him in the knee. That's exactly and what he I did. did kick me in the knee. <laughs> Attaboy. He, uh, he yep. said uh, it's only a flesh wound. And uh, you're a little bitch. You just wound up and just plunked it. Mm-hmm. But the nice one stab, flesh wound, two stabs dead. The, the nice part was, yeah. is he, the way he, the way Ethan kicked me is his, his foot made contact on the inside of the leg. So when it bent, the outside part actually got stretched. So he didn't hit the non-injured part. So that was nice. Yeah, that, that, that was smart. That was that. nice of him oh. to not be a complete asshole. Well, that's just very courteous of Ethan. It was still an asshole move because he did it in the Target parking lot and everybody was laughing at me. Um, and they said crippled. He probably had a They coming. said cripple down, cripple down. So that was that was kind of I a bummer. Poking him with his crutch and said, huh, and like the Peter Griffin laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Yeah. Or that, or that. Uh, there was that video of that uh, set that that guy that was running. There was some type of protest running, or he was getting arrested by the cops, and he gets away, and he looks at the camera and gives like it sounded like a Seth Rogen laugh. That was even. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're back somewhat back to normal life, but yeah, uh, we'll not be playing 18 anytime soon. Um, no, I even was told if I wanted to pick up and do like, uh, you know, play pickup ball or, or tennis, anything like that, that's probably still at least another six weeks away, six to six to eight weeks to resume stuff like that. But, you know, I'll be able to get back to the gym now. Um, um, probably not. You can get, you can get beat by me and mini putt still. Oh, it's on, bitch. And let's not forget who yep. won last time. Yep. This guy. <laughs> I won the Dairy Queen. <laughs> I choked. I choked. He did. Ethan was up, I think, two shots with two holes left, and he, he choked it yep. away. Or he was up a shot. I did. Grant was two holes away. After 34 of the 36 holes, after 34 yeah. holes, Grant was getting ready to buy Ethan a Dairy Queen. And he, I was getting excited. He, that uh, cheesecake. Where he was sounding super good. He uh he must have put his Chris Paul jersey on in the playoffs, and Scott Foster was there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Pretty much. Scott Foster was behind you guys, and he was uh, he was he was the uh, scorekeeper. He was the guy that was uh, supervising the holes, make sure you weren't cheating. You know, most normal- we'll go to the one in uh we'll go to the one in Bloomington this time. Yeah, let's do it. And it's like fucking hard. Oof. Like at the Mall of America, or know, is a, there a, a different one? Oh, it's outside. But it's like, it's really fucking hard. Like, there's one 
it's uh it's a double like you go up it's flat up it's flat but then you probably only have like two feet of actually like once you get up on the hole like where the hole is the flat part there so if you hit it too hard it bounces off the back wall comes all the way back down oh like, no you have to, like play it. oh it's a disaster of a hole oh my god you just absolutely wreck your your round or or, or save it mm-hmm. Do you guys uh, bring your own putters, or do you uh, just use whatever they have? No, I am not that. I'm not I that just serious. use whatever I have. I mean, shit. When I go to Top Golf, I don't even bring my own clubs. I'm not going to be that guy at a putting range. No, no. Actually, I, I have a. You're not that much of a hardo. No, but you know what would be funny if if I brought Alex putter, because it's got it's um one of the it's like a half circle, and then behind it behind the middle one it's got like three different circles. It it's just an absolute monstrosity of of a putter it's it's one of them huge putters oh yeah isn't it's it? those huge odyssey putters yeah i know what you're talking i know what you're talking and, about and whenever yeah we get paired up with someone else and they look at his putter he goes yeah i'm compensating for something <laughs> and then it it, it, <laughs> it it breaks the ice and everyone feels good about that but yeah i'm, I'm not that guy um does I it actually, help him putt what was that yeah does it do well does it help him no, putt no 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 no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Tell you what. i have a co-worker's husband who is in a? Who says he says he's a professional mini putter? Hmm. Yeah, How do you become a professional mini putter? Hey, listen up, my guy. They had uh, a couple of weeks ago on ESPN two. They had like a professional bags tournament. So I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah, the bags people. They've had like, those for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. that's some serious high level stuff right but, there. It's... If they got professional bags, shit, there's probably professional mini putt. Probably is. I'm sure. I've actually seen videos of these guys, and, like, they never hit it straight. I boom-bumped the computer there. They never hit it straight. They use, like, angles the entire time, and they make it almost every fucking time. Like, it's insane. It's just a giant geometry class. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I wonder how nice, though, I wonder how nice the greens are on that those mini courses, because most of it is just carpet, and it takes half the time it's not well-kept either, where... It's not like washed or it has like if it's outside you got to deal with the elements and everything. Yeah. And it like is like bounces up and like you just take those weird curves too where like any where you'd have like a makeable putt, it'll all just suddenly just turn right at the end. The worst mini putt ever is Can Can Wonderland in St. Paul. Okay. It's just good to know. It's it's the most hipster bar I've ever been to. There's like one hole like literally you can't not get all on one. Oh, and if you do, you just suck and you should probably leave. No, there, it's, no, you literally can't. It literally comes right out of like this. It goes like this. I don't know. It's like this big s- s- plastic thing with like drums and stuff in it, but like the, it stays in like the tubes and all the stuff goes through it. Mm-hmm. And it literally rolls right out and just pop. It literally like can't miss going in the hole. Oh, well. It's like the dumbest thing ever. Just another reason to not go to St. Paul. Mm hmm. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> The only good reason is Barrio, the tequila bar. That's the only good reason to go there. That doesn't sound like a great reason I'm for getting, me either. I'm getting sick thinking about that. I had a, I had a tequila old-fashioned, and it was fantastic. What? What is that? Oh, it's an old-fashioned it's made out of tequila. Old-fashioned it's just, tequila. it's just like an old-fashioned with just instead of whiskey tequila. It has a little bit different stuff, but it's basically the same thing. Just a shit ton of tequila with a little bit of other stuff. Are you sure, sir? You were not somewhere huh. in like Mazatlan, Mexico. Like, oh no, it was fantastic. Fant- you can ask Logan. 
Logan went there. You, it's you, one of Quezzy's favorite places. Dude, I can only imagine after having, let's say, let's say after having two of those, you'd look like my buddy Wes in the video I sent you from Bunnies on Sunday morning after Alex's birthday. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was. So oh, yeah. How was uh, how, how was uh, how was Alex's birthday? What did you? Uh, oh, it was a good time. Where, where where'd you guys all go? Were you guys bad? Were you back in Mankato or were you in the city we're in the, still? We're in the city. So actually, we've been planning the surprise birthday for this bastard for two months now. Uh, when I came came when I came back from visit Tampa visiting Caleb in January, uh, my buddy Wes calls and he goes, "Hey Grant, are you around Miller?" I said, "No, I'm out of town. Actually, in the airport. Got about an hour before we board this plane here." And he said, "Oh, cool. We're thinking about throwing Alec a surprise birthday. Let's talk the logistics over." Sure, let's do it. So, um, no, what we did is we just kind of invited, you know, some friends from, you know, who went to high school with, and then uh, some some friends that you know we've known that he knows from MSU for these last couple of years, and we all met um, at our house right here in the cities. And a couple of our friends, they uh, they just live about three minutes, four minutes down the road. So what we did was we uh, had everyone park their car at their house. And we had someone uh, just shuttle back and forth when people were there. And then we just parked, uh, you know, my buddy's car, who Alec would know, uh, uh, one block over. And we had them, they just, they walked over. So the ruse was, um, Alec was at his parents' house in the morning. They're going to come home in the afternoon uh, because they'd have to pick me up. We were going to go to get dinner and we were going to watch the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, we we had terrible. we had this dialed in, um, and by the way, the third you did the third Guardians movie was okay. It wasn't it wasn't great. Don't waste your time going to it, people. Didn't like it. Did not like it. No, it was. Ethan, would you say it was? About, I haven't even seen the first. Would you two, say it was so. about twenty minutes too long? Twenty five minutes too long? It was just too sci fi. Like they've gotten so far off. Yeah. From like what like like the series and Marvel was before, and it's just. Mm-hmm. No. But so um, we everyone kind of, you know, came over and we were hanging out uh, upstairs at our place. And then we went to the, you know, the kitchen area where the carpet is. We all just kind of waited for there. We heard the garage door come in. Alec and his parents came in. And before, guys, before he got there, we we wanted to determine how we were going to say surprise. Was it just surprise, surprise, happy birthday or Surprise, motherfucker, and our best Samuel L. Jackson voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you you got eight people come out of nowhere saying surprise, motherfucker, and three or four people may have pulled a gun and turned it sideways to really make it like Samuel L. Jackson, too. You should have just actually played <laughs> an actual recording of him saying that, and none of you guys say it's the recording. Yeah, you could have just put speakers around the house and had like some, like a playlist or something going yeah. on, like surprise, motherfucker, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Um <laughs> So, yeah, we just, uh, you know, he came over, and, and God, we got his ass. He was totally surprised. He didn't know what hit him. And then after that, you know, we ordered uh, ordered some pizza and some wings. We hung out here, played a little shuffleboard. And uh, one of my, my buddy Wes and Mankato who helped set it up, he knew someone with a limo business. So a limo came up, picked us up, and we went to uh, four, five different bars around the Twin Cities in the neighboring community, and we, we came back home, and it was a good time. It was uh, was your limo experience better than the one I had when I was ten? Yes, it was. It was much better. Yeah. Yes, our drive driver <laughs> okay. was on time. He wasn't on drugs. No, he wasn't on drugs. Um, I'm not gonna lie. A few people in the in the limo were high on some drug. 
we will not name that drug on recording, but they were high, higher than a kite. Um, you know, alcohol was in there, good music, good times. Um, it, no, it was fun. And actually, the first bar we went to was the Punch Bowl, Punch Bowl Social there in St. Louis Park, where, you know, Dylan, they have adult-sized Jenga, foosball, darts, uh, bowling, shuffleboard. Just It's like a, they just have all sorts of different games and such you can uh, play there. We walk in there. After the bouncer sees our ID, they frisked us to make sure we didn't have any weapons or anything like that. And with the world we live in today, it's probably not a bad idea. Make sure no, make sure no <laughs> one's coming in on a Saturday night to kill 30 people with a gun. But yeah, no, it was, you know, it was a good time all in all. We then uh, just went to a couple of couple of, couple other bars after that. And actually, funny story for you guys: one um, couple, Alec knows from college. They they're married. They live in Chaska now, and they have uh, I think they have a son. I don't know if he's one yet or if he's like almost one. But they had they had a babysitter. So they um, but they were able to Uber up to go to the party. Later on in the night, we were kind of on the west side of the metro. And at one point we were like 10, 15 minutes away from their house. So they decide to, oh, let's just go back to our place. We can get a drink and we can hang out here. Well, I was glossed up at this point and I'm looking around and I'm seeing these townhouses and homes in this neighborhood in Chaska. And I'm thinking, why are we stopping at someone's house to go inside? And they're like, oh, it's Ashley and Brandon's house. Ah, sweet, whatever. So as we walk inside, guys, I kid you not, there's four little dogs running around everywhere and there's you know, baby gates, so dogs can't go upstairs and dogs can't go downstairs. And there's the 16-year-old babysitter out watching this. And my first mindset is this. Why is there a small child out right now? Is Why is she not in bed? And two, <laughs> there's eight people coming in here all glossed up. How, they're going to wake this one-year-old up, and it's going to be utter, utter pandemonium. And when we get in the kitchen, before I can do anything, Ashley, who owns the house, hands me one of her dogs, says, pull the dog, and here's a McGolden. So out of nowhere, I'm trying to drink this beer and I'm trying to hold this dog, and I have no idea what's going on right now. Um, it was just it was just the darn it was just the darndest thing. But no, it was it was a good time. You know, we came back. Um, everyone had a good time, and uh, there's a couple other things I'll tell you guys off camera. But uh, no, it was good. It was a good time. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Okay, and then uh, Ethan, you, what was that Ethan? Did you do anything exciting this weekend? I uh, had a co-worker's wedding. Uh, okay. Um, he's a big Packers fan, so bridesmaids' dresses were yellow, ties were green. All the lights Ooh. at said wedding were yellow and green. So, of course, I told him he needed to add some purple next time. Oh, naturally. Uh, and then my store director, bless her heart. Next, lady, <laughs> next time I like that. She goes, well, Mike, congratulations. Hopefully this is your only wedding, and I'm just like <laughs> – Oh like, Kayla, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, hopefully. Hopefully like, this is your only wedding. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But the better part was, like, so uh, ceremony's over. And Dylan, this was, like, full, 100% authentic Catholic wedding. Like, they had communion and everything. Um, yeah. So, like, big time. Was it an hour and but, a half? Uh, it was about an hour. A little over. Um, oh, that's not too bad, then. It wasn't terrible. Uh, but, uh, um, we're outside waiting after the mass or whatever. We're all just talking, some people from work. And I'm like, is it an open bar? And my store director who doesn't drink goes, 
Opens at 4.30 according to the invite. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, great. You know, that's great. No clue. But, uh, yeah, other than that, no. Hung out uh, sat Sunday for a little bit. Did nothing really too crazy. Hung out with uh, Mr. Boone, who's over here cuddling on his Twins blanket. He's as big a Twins fan as I am now, which is great. Nice. Good. Good. Uh, did you, have you made it out on, on the golf course on the links at all yet this no, year? Um, we haven't had any time, honestly, I think next, not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after, I think we're going to be heading out there. For Mother's Day? Okay. No, it'd be the weekend after Mother's Day. Mother's, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day. Mother's Day is this, this Sunday, is isn't it? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's coming up quick. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you guys, have you guys gotten Mother's Day presents? Yet? I am the Mother's Day gift. I made her a mom. I'm the oldest. Oh, that's true. <laughs> with you, Dylan. That's a little self. I, I guess. Um, yeah, there. I guess that that'll be mine. I I suppose that's that's my present. I have not gotten anything yet, but it is in the works. I might get my mom a shirt. Oh, good. Says, so we're all in the same I boat might, then. I might get her a yes. shirt that says my husband. We're men. What do you expect? I might get her a shirt that says <laughs> my husband is an idiot. Um, uh, that that that's about it. That's about it. I might get her like gotcha. a shirt. Yep. That's about. Uh, what does she love? Not margarita, daiquiris. I might get her a shirt that talks about daiquiris. Oh, there you go. You know, being that it's a good call. Yeah, I. I was just. Gonna... I uh, it uh, something that uh, well, it kind of, kind, I kind of snuck up on us too because um, also this weekend, NDSU has their graduation. Macy's graduating on what Saturday, so we'll have. Yikes! What's that? Dude, I feel like we graduated on Mother's Day weekend. We... Definitely. No, we we were the week before. We were the week before. Were we the I, week before? Yeah. NDSU always seems yeah. to be a week behind, though, everyone else in terms of graduation. Yeah, like all the all the pub all the public schools in uh, in North Dakota graduations this weekend. Um, oh wow. So, yeah. The more you know. Yeah, I, these kids these days they have it so much easier. They they don't go to school. They go to school. Their 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 weeks, I think, are shorter. You know, we had to go, we had to go to school uphill both ways. You know, we didn't have books. You know, we had tablet and stone to to take notes on. You know, these kids have it easy. With every, I had a tablet at, at school, like an actual tablet. So I I don't know. I can't really have comment on that one. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> But okay, well then, guys, um, should we? Uh, you know, we teased this earlier in the year, um, talking about doing a doing a book club and picking a book out that we we're all going to read and discuss. And uh, guys, the the time is now. So can we get a can we get a drum roll going, please? Penis. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> and the. Uh, the book that we are the book that we are we are all doing as part of the three guys talking about book club is History of Heartbreak by Dan Wenasota. Now this book, uh, this uh, Dan reached out to me on Twitter about his newest book is called A Slapshot in Time about the uh, now defunct Saint Paul Saints, which is a great book. I've already read it. Uh, the plan is is. We've already read the first two chapters here, so we are going to um, read it. When we post this, we will be uh, dropping the link for our book club, 
to uh, if you guys want to follow along with us as well. So we've read the first two chapters now, and the way I've you guys have you guys have gotten the first two chapters done too. Correct. Okay, so he this is set up with Dan Barrero did the uh, did the uh, forward, and it actually starts off. Instead of going backwards, he starts off right away. It's called the Dirty Dozen in Chapter One, and these are the top, these are the top twelve heartbreaking moments in Minnesota sports history. And if you and, and most people who listen are Minnesota fans, so there's to na- the top twelve, which is a very interesting list. Now, so number twelve, guys, the which is just kind of Minnesota sports in a nutshell. I think is the first overall draft pick eludes the Wolves for 26 years. And the and they were and that's one point they have they and they've only been in the league since '93. And they got their first pick in what is it, 14 when they got took uh Carl Anthony Towns. Is that correct? 2015. Yeah, 2015. Or 20 or yeah, yeah, 14-15, but yeah. So that I, it's still just baffling. The craziest stat for that one was their first thirty drafts. The lottery never helped them move up. Not a single. Not a single time. time. Yeah, yep. exactly. That was that was that was my thing too. I was looking for. You cannot that, tell me it's not rigged. Like, oh, Cleveland loses LeBron. Oh, wait, we're gonna get Kyrie instead. Like, Chicago has a one point one percent chance to get Derrick Rose, the hometown kid, yeah. and they get him. It's totally rigged. It, 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 totally. I mean, come on now. You can't tell me it's not. <laughs> Thirty years of not moving up—that's fucking horseshit. That's yeah, that is absolutely crazy to me. The fact um, that we're and then fucking. You didn't make the playoffs 30 times is even more amazing, to be honest, though. Yeah. Well, and it's sad when you realize uh, that they're the worst team in NBA history in terms of winning percentage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then number 11 is the the Eagles. The Eagles uh, beat the Vikings in the uh, NFC Championship game. This this was in 20 – well, the 2017 season happened in 2018. Coming off the the Minneapolis Miracle – Everybody was riding high. You know, the Eagles, they were down to a backup quarterback. Carson Wentz was having an MVP season. They barely beat the Falcons the week before. Yep. And then the Vikings, they get the ball to start the game. They go right down the field, score a touchdown, go up 7-0. Everybody's feeling good. The juices are flowing. The grain belts are tasting phenomenal. If we're going to make it a Minnesota sports, you know, got to have a local Minnesota beer with it. And then – the route was on, and then it wasn't. And um, even the one Vikings fan, how were how were you feeling going into that game? What was kind of your mood that day? Were you? Oh, I like, was nervous as fuck. Just, I mean, I get we had our whole minor Minneapolis miracle stuff, but the Minnesota fans still kicked in. Like you still knew you're going to get kicked in the nuts some way or you another, know, and just a repeated effort to break your nuts that whole day, that whole game. You know, and first try. Dylan, to your to Ethan's point. Everyone I talked to that week said they were nervous. They they felt the letdown coming. Nobody I I think Barrero summed it up perfect. Mm-hmm. I was not a hopeful fan. Like you got your magic in the NFC or the NFC divisional round, I guess. Yeah. Like that was it. That was the big one, and now you're fucked. Well, and even like Ross, 
Well, and Ross, when we had Ross on, and we talked about this game, Grant, that he said that, you know, it was like, I, I just knew this season was going to end. I didn't think we were going to make it. And then they go down and score. Keenum hits Rudolph to go up 7 nothing, And Ross says, we're going to do this, guys. We're going we're going to the Super Bowl. And then after that, the Eagles score 38 point, straight points. If I'm not mistaken, though, didn't the Eagles, did they only get a field goal on their first drive, or did they, they had to punt? Because they didn't get off to a hot yeah. start, and then it was it, it no. Was the, I think they punted. Yeah, it, then it was the they punted, and then the Vikings were actually moving the ball down the field, and then well, Barnett Barnett hit Keenum's hand. Yeah, because they did they did what Philadelphia in their last two NFC Championship games have changed the game on the same play. They don't block the backside defensive yeah. end. They try to roll your quarterback out. The tight end can't block them, and absolutely obliterates your quarterback. Yep. So, yeah, well, and then uh, going on to number 10, the baseball votes to contract the Twins, which means to eliminate a franchise. What's that? I never knew this happened. I I remember, like, because I remember around that same time, too, that, like, there was talk of, like, the CBA, that there was talk of a strike around that time as well. I don't don't remember. I knew the stadium was always a big deal, but... I didn't know that it got to a point where they were looking to eliminate eliminate the franchise. But we'll go on to the Gophers men's number nine. The Gophers men's basketball program is caught cheating. In 97, they made it to the final four. And actually, but theoretically, they didn't because the banner have been the banners at the barn have been taken down. But so here's my question. Shouldn't have been. I have one thing to say about this. If I was the AD, I'd throw it back up and say, fuck you to the NCAA. What are you going to do? Here's my, and here's, my, here's my question. So North Carolina can have their students and student athletes take fake classes in African-American yes. histories. Fake classes. And they don't have to lose their final fours or their scholarships or are there anything else like that. Just like the NBA um, draft lottery. It's rigged for the big programs. And sure, the only thing that Carolina got lucky away was it was a whole institution that they were doing these fake classes for. But come on, you take take all those wins away from Roy and that program. That's some that's some nonsense right there. Stop favoring these blue bloods. Ooh, you might get kicked out of your house if uh, Alex listening. Oh to no, this. he agrees with me. He is. Oh, he is okay. One hundred percent. That's the one thing he can't stand with that university is is they let these guys get away with with that and take these fake classes, but it makes sense because his dad worked in education for 40 years and actually takes pride in a four-year degree. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to catch any heat in this household for that. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That is that learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. And then number eight, Kirby Puckett retires due to loss of vision. That was in July of 96. I, I thought uh, this was a little, you know, Kirby Puckett is a little low. I thought so too. I thought this it was, was like Joe Mauer retiring. If if not if yeah. not higher, just yeah. The way this this city rallied around Kirby, and what he meant when he played. I thought this was a little low. Yeah, I mean he was. Cool. Yeah, and he. I mean, you. It's someone like. I mean, he's synonymous because he's the guy that won the Twins their two World Series. He was also a. He made the All Star game ten times out of a twelve year career, which is. Re- incredible yeah um and, and especially in a time too where because like 
you you look at the Twins 87-91 when they won the World Series, and then there's just no playoff appearances at all. But you go look at their records. They were consistently competing, but the, the problem was is they only took two teams in each uh in each divi- or uh um in each league in the AL and NL back then. That's crazy. Well, and then also like what he said before game six when he told the team, get on my back. And then yep. he has the catch and he hits the home run. I, I thought Kirby was a little low here um on this list for the top twelve heartbreaks. Agreed. Yeah, and, and Dan writes it in his note in the Dan's notes section too, where he talks about this was a where were you when where were you when moment uh, when Kirby retired because like watching the press conference and uh, so that is interesting that it was only it was only number eight, but also that's and then number seven. But you know, Dylan, that's the fun part. Dan also said is most of these debates and these rankings they cause extra debates anyway. Um, and yeah, that's, and that's kind of exactly. that's kind of the fun part of doing this. And then number seven, the North Stars lose the Stanley Cup Finals in '81. And uh, well, we we were not alive in in '81, uh, but you know the North North Stars were the team before the Wild. And I don't know, did you guys find anything interesting about it? I thought it was probably too high. It sounds like they were underdogs the entire time. Like they basically, like they played great in the first couple of rounds, obviously to make to get to the finals. But then you lose to the back to back champ, and was it, I think four out of five years or something the Islanders won. It was, so, yeah, it was four in a row in the early eighties. Yeah, yeah, it was just nuts. Yeah, so it's like they they weren't supposed to win anyway. So why is it that big of a heartbreak? Like I don't. I don't agree with it as much I, because they were in, they were, they made it to the championship probably, but I, I, I get, I get your point that I think well, that's the only reason why, like, but didn't they still... only win like 35 games in the regular season? They had a major losing record. They're, they had a losing year, record. Right? No, that was in, that was in seven. That was in 91. 91 okay. That was in 91 Got when they were 27, 39 and 14. That's right. And the, cause the NHL's like swapped their, the way they schedule, they set up the playoffs like a few times because it used to be seated way back when like one through 16 and then it changed to like you'd play teams in the division mm-hmm. and then they did it like one through eight now it's whatever it is whatever it is now it's the dumbest thing ever. Some, so, something fucking but, stupid now yeah and uh i mean they got they got sw- or they they lost four to one or no they lost four two and in their last game, in game six, they were blanked eight to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But was this the Islanders? Um, was this their yeah. second or their first title? Where was this in the was run of four? This first. again. No, we're in seven. Row. Was it? Yeah. Was that? Yeah, yep. second in a second, row. Okay, second yep. in a row. Well, and I was on seven B too. I was looking at that when they lost to Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. And and, yeah, and then I think in chapter row. two there there was another season where they got. They got pretty far, and they beat they beat two team. They they I think all three of their conference or no, I'm thinking of we'll we'll get into that one. But yeah, then that one's coming up next. Going on to uh, going on to number number six. This is the 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 Drew Pearson alleged push off to end the Viking season, the divisional round. Uh, the Vikings won. Vikings were up 14-10 with 44 seconds left. Dallas had the ball. This was what Roger Staubach said a Hail Mary before he threw it, and it was answered. That's how the term Hail Mary came came about on a uh, last play of the game toss. 
Cowboys won 17-14, in which this was a team that most people predict of the all the Vikings teams, dominant teams they had in the 70s, they thought this was the best team out of all the ones that made it to the that made it to the Super Bowl the previous years. And uh then they the uh Cowboys crushed their dreams. Yeah, the refs swallowed the whistle, but the Cowboys didn't win the Super Bowl, so you know what? Uh karma still They did is. not. Paul don't lie. Yep. It, they did not. Probably some karma, poetic justice, whatever you want to call it. And then number five. Uh, about the refs. That's fantastic. <laughs> I saw that too. And then in number five, the uh, also revol- involving the Cowboys, the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker to the Vikings. Uh, we weren't alive for this one. I remember my dad telling me about it when the Vikings traded for him and the Vikings sold the farm to get him. That – you know, his first game, it looked like he, he was everything that what they traded for. He went out and rushed for it was 148. Yeah, it was 148, and he ran out of his shoe. And and then that was his really only good game he ever had for the Vikings. Like, that GM should have been crucified for that trade. Like, three first-round picks? Like, what in the fuck? Well, in a couple second-round second, second picks, too. Yeah, a third, too. Like, what in God's name? Well, you know, it's yeah. Well, like just, here's three of the like three of the players Dallas got for him. They got they got Emmett Smith, Russell Maryland, and Darren Woodson, all three Hall of Famers. Well, and you know, guys, yeah. you know what's crazy about this trade? I don't know if this was true or not, but apparently in 2010, you know, 2008 to 20, 2010, when the Vikings were attempting to work with the NFL to get a new stadium up here, what is now U.S. Bank Stadium, Jerry Jones was more than friendly with Ziggy Wilf. Because to this day, he still credits some for, for what the Vikings brass did back then for his three Super Bowls. Oh, I'm sure he fucking does. Yep. He yeah, yeah. So he even though Ziggy had nothing to do with it, and Jerry just bought the team, and it's Jimmy Johnson's Super Bowls and not Jerry Jones's Super Bowls, he was going to help Ziggy Correct. out with the NFL because he made the Minnesota Vikings made Jerry Jones a five billion dollar man with all these Super Bowls. Correct. And then uh, going on to number four, Norm Green still sucks. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he was the owner of the Minnesota North Stars who moved the team to oh, Dallas, and he sold them like a few years later. Well, no, yeah, shit, because they, they had such that bad. That Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission just totally fucked them. Yeah, they wanted to keep the Twins, but yeah. they didn't want to keep the North Stars. Yeah, and then, in you know, the state of hockey, like, what are you thinking? And then, you know, God bless you. Two, you didn't have two owners. You know, God bless Lou Nanny for trying to keep the team, but then the NHL says, yeah. you need to find an owner. What? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. How many, <laughs> you know how many people on my contact list are billionaires and can buy a sports franchise when I call them and say, hey, you, you need you remember that favor I did for you five years ago? Time for you to pay <laughs> up now. Come here, John <laughs> Dutton. Buy this <laughs> fucking team. We literally, <laughs> literally sold San Jose to the old owners. We got a new one. Like, Lou Nanny's a fucking legend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then he merged, and then he merged that team, the team from uh, Cleveland, too, to get him yeah. to come. Yeah. Yep. Just, and, just uh, the stupidness by that committee. Like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. They've wasted so much money because so much more expensive to start the new franchise than to keep paying for a new fucking yeah. Oh my god. I know that was that was the part that, that just kept coming back to me. Is like you just you could have just built a new one. You wasted insane because they of millions of dollars. Yeah. And then going on to uh three A, this is 
Uh, this was in 1970. The Vikings lose Super Bowl four to the Chiefs. They were, I did not know this, but they were 12-point favorites going into this game. Yeah, NF, NFL versus AFL, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and was this the last NFL-AFL uh, Super Bowl? Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, it was. And uh, the, the Chiefs' defense included some go- uh, former Gophers, Bobby Bell. Hall of Famer, I think. Yep. And then uh, their, the Vikings quarterback, Joe Capp, said that the, <laughs> the Chiefs' defense looked like, looked like a redwood forest. And it was, uh, that was the, first, the Chiefs' first Super Bowl, and their only one until 2020. But, and yeah, then the next the two years, when, well, yeah, cause they were, they were also in Super Bowl one against the Packers. Yeah. 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 No, but that was the first chiefs first Super Bowl win since then. Oh yeah. 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 And then three uh, B is what they have is the Vikings lose Super Bowl eight. And that was when they lost to the dolphins. And I believe that was the dolphins coming off their undefeated season. Yeah, because because it was the it, it was not, Super Bowl seventy four, so it was the seventy three year. I'm not mistaken, they went three and, years in a row, but lost their first one, right? It said in the book the Dolphins, yes. right? Yeah, because yeah, and the Vikings it just seemed like they just couldn't get out of their own way, and that's but that was a comp recurring theme I think in the, their Super Bowls is they just could not get out of their own way where they yeah. just had so many unlikely turnovers that plague them and they just couldn't make up for it. So if they had Iowa Hawkeyes luck with their defensive scores, they would have won. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then it was, uh, we're on to uh, 3C. The Vikings lose Super Bowl nine. This one was to the Steelers, and I think this was their this was their closest. This was the closest they and came also, to didn't it. Didn't they really this just is where... fumble the bag in this one? Yeah, yeah, because three or four interceptions, turnovers in the red zone. Yeah, Targeton was just terrible. He was just bad. Dave Osborne, they had a fumble uh, that went into the end zone that they Mm -hmm. the Steelers recovered, or it was it was a safety. It was a safety. One carries. Yeah, the Vikings did. And it was because it was uh, it was a nine six game. Uh, Minnesota was down nine to six with uh, eleven minutes to go, and then the Steelers went on a seven-minute drive that ended in a Larry Brown touchdown from Terry Bradshaw. On the, mm-hmm. And then on the next Minnesota possession, Fran was Fran was intercepted for the third time and ended the game uh, sixteen to six. Not but, great. No, and that was uh, well, that was what started the Steel Curtain dynasty. And then 3D. So, shit stomped them. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. This one was not close. They had what two two pick sixes. This is the uh, the famous old man Willie game. 429 uh, yards total offense at the time and a uh, record. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And Bud Grant, all he says is we played them on the wrong day. No, you you you're right there, bud. Yep. You got your ass whipped. Yep. And this is where Dan Dan jokes that. Um, he still has the Chuck Foreman jersey that he wore as a kid, and he blames his parents for making him a Minnesota sports fan. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that, Dan. Yep. And uh, let's. Uh, and then number two is we kick it back to modern times, and this one I think all of us remember was the uh, 
2009 season, Brett Favre was the quarterback for the Vikings. They have to go down to the Superdome, and it's they lose to the uh, lose to the Saints. And this one, I, I found myself cheering for the Vikings. I bet you Grant probably did too. And just similar to what cost them in the Super Bowl is just untimely or untimely turnovers, and just could not get out of their own way. This was probably, I think, pretty easily the hardest one uh, on this whole 12th uh, item list. But oh, he's like, I actually cried on this one. I did have tears come down my face. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be here and not be a man and say I didn't cry. But uh, they would have absolutely throttled the Colts in the, in the Super Bowl. Oh, God, yeah. They, they yes, I agree. They there. would have throttled the Saints in this game had they not had five turnovers and three of them in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if well, and they, I mean, you look at like in the regular season, they they lost they lost to I believe Carolina on the road. They lost to Arizona on the road. They it's, lost a couple Pittsburgh of games. The, the Bears, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, 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 there were a couple yeah, of games. Because there was what there was a pick, and then there was a fumble on on the goal line that the Steelers ran all the way back to. I believe. I don't remember. If my memory serves me right. But yeah, just. They absolutely should have won that game, and they would have beat them by 20 in the Super Bowl. Well, and guys, you know what's also crazy? Um, you know, before the penalty for the 12 men, weren't the Vikings, they were on the 33, right? Yes. Yes. So if they don't gain a yard, that's a 50-51 yard field goal. That five-yard penalty makes it a 55 or a 56-yarder. In today's NFL, kickers are easy. Easy. 12 years Longo ago, was old as shit at that point too. that's true. So maybe, you know, a young Robbie Gold probably would have been able to just absolutely nail it. But the way that kickers have gone these days, where we're in a 55-yarder, you know, it's, it's a long kick, but we know there's going to be plenty of leg to get there. Yeah. Well, like the worst yeah. call in that game wasn't even like their shitty hits by the by the Saints. It was literally in the overtime. The pass interference. He didn't even touch him. That was such a bad call. Yeah. It's just terrible. Or the, or the Pierre Thomas on the on the fourth and one, where he he gets it and then he drops the ball and he goes behind the, the first down line and they still give him the first mm-hmm. down. Yeah, yeah, just awful officiating that game. Well, that well that and then and then on the interception too, where it looked like Brett could have ran five or six yards to get yeah, closer, and he decides to throw across well, his body. Well, he could have got those penalty yards back. Yeah, yeah, at least. Exa- yeah, exactly. Run, go down, good. Go, you're, you're literally going to Miami. Yeah, and to your point, just absolutely throttling Peyton Manning and the Colts that day. Yeah, they would have been fucked. Well, because they, <laughs> they played in the preseason that year, the Vikings and Colts. I remember this because I was on vacation at the time, I think somewhere in northern Minnesota. And the Vikings D-line had like three sacks and three plays. <laughs> like the Colts, they could issue. <laughs> it's the preseason. Williams, Wall, Jared Allen, Ray and then Edwards. Ray Edwards. Like, I mean, it's the preseason, but still, like for that one series, Manning was flustered because he probably wanted to yeah. go out and have a good drive. You know, probably seven to ten plays, get some momentum going, and nothing. No, you get fucked three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that sucked. That that oh. definitely is still pain. And and then to round out num- the uh, number the list of the dirty dozen and the number one most heartbreaking moment in Minnesota sports history, which I'm not, it probably is hard because all of these are very good ones, but to most people, 
And this is when we can, this is still maybe a little bit young for us. This was, this was January. So this was the day after my fourth birthday. The, uh, the, the, the 98 NFC championship game Vikings versus Atlanta, the Vikings are 15 and one going into that year. They were up 20 to seven in the late in the second quarter. And they decided, Oh, 20. Oh, second quarter. Sorry. Yeah. 20. Yeah. 20 to seven. And they're, they could have chose to kneel it out, and I believe there was a there was a fumble or an interception or something where the Falcons scored to make it uh, make it twenty fourteen at halftime, and the Vikings scored to make it 27-14. and they don't score again. And the Vikings they go on a they go on a long drive, and they send out their kicker who has not missed didn't hadn't missed a kick in two years. Uh, and, and, you know, we talked earlier with Ryan Longwell, um, you know, 55 yards. It's a long, this was a, this is makeable for anybody, a 38 yard kick wide to the left shanks it. And I don't know how much you guys remember of this game, but there was, I remember my dad coming up to me and saying, D he hasn't missed a kick in all in two years. And he missed this one. The Vikings could have went to the Super Bowl. I don't remember the game itself, but I do remember like later on my dad saying that was, this was like one of the darkest days of his entire life. So I mean, <laughs> my, my high school football coach guys was, would have been a high school kid um, at the time. Gosh. Uh, or maybe a senior in high school, a uh, freshman in college. He, after that game said he sat in the met his seat in the Metrodome for two hours and didn't leave. He was just in awe that they lost this game and that it happened again. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Cause I, I feel like I remember somebody who was also there that game telling me that when Gary went out to go kick that field goal, I, fans were chanting super bowl, super bowl, super bowl. Cause they just like, there's no way he's going to miss this. And, and then of course, in Dan's notes too, he writes, he talks about how he joked with his friends. What if Gary Anderson misses one? Not sure why. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, it, it it came true. And yeah, the Vikings still. And that's another one too, where I think that game was that Super Bowl. That game was not even close. The De Broncos dominated them. That would have the Vikings would have done that. I to think Denver. when you look at, I I think that's a yeah, that's a that's like one of the biggest what if Super Bowls. You look at, I think, that one, and then in 85, when the Patriots upset the Dolphins in the AFC Championship, um, you know, I think the the this Vikings team versus that Broncos team, who was the defending champions, they only lost two games all year. Um, but, you know, the other part about that Atlanta team that I, it doesn't get talked about enough, they were, they were a solid, they were 14-2 and two that year. Because, which, I am talent-wise, Minnesota was much better, but to go 14 and two people talked like them, like they were like a nine and seven team that just barely squeaked by. But I mean, really Atlanta in their own right was a solid team. What's that? It really shows you how good the Vikings were that year. Actually. Yeah. Well, and guys, cause I, I, I can't remember. I, I remember seeing something a couple years ago on NFL network. They were talking about um, the San Francisco 49ers that year who Atlanta played in the divisional route in Atlanta and Garrison Hurst got injured in the first quarter of that game. 
And people in the Bay thought that had Garrison Hurst not been injured, they would have beaten the Falcons and the Vikings would have played the Niners in the NFC championship game that year. So even a fort and they beat the Niners pretty handily that year too in the regular season. I think season. so. Cause I think that's when the Falcons were still in the NFC West. So they had to play the Falcons yeah. twice. Yeah, it was it's it was real messed up. Like Dion's time, they were in the NFC West. It didn't make any sense. But I remember at least people in San Francisco thought they had the confidence that it had Garrison not gotten hurt, the Vikings would have been playing the Niners for that title game and not the Falcons. The 49ers are a lot like Dallas fans. They really like to pop their head and everything, make it look good when really they're just irrelevant. So and I'll take it. And that's more than yeah, Cowboys that's more than fair. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Who is the stupid star um, at your moment? The stars. You, you're you're just well. You should be thanking you should be thanking me because thanking Cowboys fans because they got you a new stadium. Without it, who knows? You guys, the Vikings might be playing in London right now. You know what? Fuck them. I'll be a Lions fan. <laughs> the first time I've ever heard anyone in my life say oh, they're going to jump on the Lions bandwagon. Hey, I, I, I said earlier a couple weeks ago, maybe, it was, maybe even last week, I said if the Vikings move, he did. I was going to say as a Lions fan. You did say that. Go. That is true. But, yeah, the Vi- the Falcons beat the uh, Niners 20-18 that game. Okay. In okay. the uh, divisional round. And then the Vikings beat the Cardinals 41-21. Yeah, they just drubbed them. But another thing so that's, we all but, in chapter two? I was just going to say the fact that what the do, Vikings took a knee at the end of regulation has to piss people off. Throw it up to Moss. Yeah. yeah especially with that offense. Yeah. Throw it up to Moss. Chris Carter. Exactly. Let him make a play. Well, and, and you also, and uh, when one of the, when the Vikings had to settle for a field goal, one of the drives, I want to say it was right before half where Moss was wide open and he had a drop mm. that would, they would have scored a touchdown. Okay. But, um, you know, yeah, so now we're on to Chapter 2. This is skating on thin ice. So this is the hockey's heartbreaks as well. So this is the Fighting the fighting Saints WHA team quits in an airport lobby. This is awesome. This, is, uh, this was incredible. <laughs> and this is uh, in Dan's other book that he just wrote that just came out, A Slap Shot in Time. He ta- they talk more about it, how because they played at – and go if you want to if you want a story like this move this team is loosely based off of off the or the movie Slapshot is loosely based off this team the Carlson brothers played for the St Paul Saints mm-hmm. and uh, that's who the Hanson brothers in Slapshot was based off of uh, but yeah they they quit in a uh, they quit in an airport lobby because they haven't been paid in like they've missed like their last like three paychecks. Well, only half the team was in the airport lobby. Yeah, everyone else yeah. Just stayed home. Everyone else stayed home and said, "I'm done." Yep, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so. the original Lane Kiffin tarmac, except yeah, they just said they said, <laughs> "Screw you on your plane." I'm get, I'm not getting on your plane. We're done. Well, I, the the amazing <laughs> thing is this: the first owner of the North Stars, I guess he eventually took over the North Stars. He was the the owner of the team that merged with the North stars because of this whole fiasco. Yeah. Like, yeah, so the gun, like the start of the fucking downward fall here, the start of the demise from Minnesota yeah. hockey to Dallas. Yeah. And then, uh, um, Edmonton sweeps the North stars in the conference finals. Uh, this is, uh, uh, the, the Oilers had, had, had some guy named grit, grit, gritsky, Wayne gritsky. Do you guys know who he yeah, is? He's not too bad. Jeez. And, 
Well, they had what four Hall of Famers and on five French... Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah, Glenn Anderson, yeah. Paul Coffey, Grant Fur, uh, Gretzky, Jari Curry, Mark Messier, and Coach Glenn Sather. I mean, and they scored. They scored four hundred goals. Like what? seven, seven Hall of Famers. And Grant. He, seven. he scored what four hundred goals. Gretzky had eighty-seven goals <laughs> himself. But then the team also scored over four hundred. What five of the five of the ten years in the eighties? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, and then the, in '88, Gretzky had more goals than the than the uh, North Stars top player had points. <laughs> he had so they call points. him the Great One. Yeah. And uh, this one was where it was you could the it felt like. They said this one hurts is because it felt like they were uh, a team of destiny because they um, – well, the North Stars, they they won the North Division and – or Norris, Norris Division, not North. Um, they beat the Blackhawks 3-2. to two, They beat the Blues 4-3. to three. Um, And that game they won in overtime, in an overtime thrilling in Game 7. And, you know, it felt like they were the – the way it's written is that they felt like they were the team of destiny and that they were gonna they were gonna go challenge challenge Edmonton and then they got swept and they they had the Mets they scored five goals in the second period and then and then the Oilers go and score five, five in the yeah, third and lose eight, five, eight, five, eight, eight, five. Oh God! Well, and guys, that's what's tough. crazy is, is this also in so the the eighty three draft so the summer before this season started the North Stars had the first pick. And their player, Brian Lawton, had 266 career points. I saw this. The three Hall of Famers after them they could have drafted that they missed on, Steve Yarserman, Pat LaFontaine, and Cam Neely. Yarserman with 1,700 points in his NHL career, <laughs> LaFontaine with over 1,000. That's Minnesota luck right there, passing up on it's three God. <laughs> you know, Lou Nanny had some good ideas. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> that was not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got it in a trade. The next one. <laughs> and then the next one. This one's just kind of funny. Chapters. This is, this is, uh, you know, this was, seems like this is, uh, Dino Cicerelli runs into some legal trouble here. And he did this in his, what the fuck is this the, he did this in his Eden Prairie home, but it sounds like he was, it sounds like something you would see at a dope house in St. Paul. And, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> He was well. He was, uh, and he's considered one of the uh, top players in North Stars history, if not the best, they say. And there's photos of him in his front yard wearing his sweatshirt and nothing else. <laughs> hey, you think he just got? You yeah. think he just got done having some intimate time with a wife, and he wanted to go out to get the newspaper? <laughs> he put a sweatshirt just have a smoke, you know? Just yeah. He put a sweatshirt on, forget to put his drawers on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he he also he had a he had a rough rough year in eighty seven to eighty eight where he he swung his stick at a maple uh hit uh maple leafs Luke Richardson in the head had the head and neck. Then he argued he was small and wasn't a good fighter. <laughs> uh, he was actually the first NHL player to ever be charged while on the ice and had a one thousand dollar fine had to go back to Canada. Yep. And he uh, got a 10 game, 
10 game suspension and the North stars had one of their worst seasons in, in their uh, franchise's history going 1948 and 13. That's really hard to do. Oh, that's bad. And, and nobody, nobody picked them up in jail for made in 1988. He, he had to go to the hotel with a reporter. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh. But he is, a, he also is a hall of famer though. So, you know what? Credit to him. They got that one right. And then uh, the uh, Herb Brooks was fired after a season with the North Star. This just seemed like uh, he was also part of that that season with uh, Cicerelli. He was he was the coach at the time, and it was just a uh, just a uh, rough year. Um, you know, Minnesota's own their golden boy just did not didn't work out. Um, did he die? It said it happened abruptly. Car accident. He died a car crash. Car crash. He, he died like a like a month a month before the movie Miracle was released. Okay. And then uh, the North Stars play their final home game. Um, they uh, they lost, and they still had a shot to get to the playoffs. They lost that as well. That's Minnesota and right then, there. You look, a chance to get in the playoffs. Win one of your last two games. Your final game before you go to Dallas. You lose at home to Chicago three two. Go on the road. Can't beat the Red Wings 5-3. Eliminated. And then the uh and then and then this is just sticking their nose the Stars owner just sticking their noses up where they Dallas is playing an exhibition game at Target Center. They, and they, uh they nobody feel like this is actually like the NHL's NHL idea to like, yeah. is, like kind of yeah. test the waters to see what they were like up here like the fuck do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, and there, some some owner <laughs> might think, oh, let's buy a second team and move them to Minnesota based on these fans are. Yeah, do that, but not with the team that just left you. Yeah, like good god, not even six. And then it's set up too for that. Then it's set up for that two that that same year where they go on to win the Stanley Cup in '99, and. That was uh that had to be a rough year in in Minnesota sports because that was the same year the Vikings were 15 and 1 and lost to the Falcons and then their beloved stars go on to go win the Stanley Cup in a different building. Well, and even be before that they made the playoffs for the first 5 years in Dallas, right? Yeah, they had a yeah. good team. They, they were they were a solid team, I think. It, yeah, like Mike Madonna, like they were, they were, I think they, they were a pretty solid team before they left. It was just, they could never figure out what they were going to do with the stadium, which yeah. has been a common theme in Minnesota sports. Fuck you, Metropolitan Twins people. Fuck you. So they want to keep the Twins, <laughs> but they let the North Stars go. Yeah. Yeah, this place and, went uh, to the new stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and then Dan, we'll have to ask him when he comes on with us that, uh, um, he found an old Stars jersey in one of his wife's uh, closet before that she had before they were married. He said they're still working through it. <laughs> and this book was, I believe, was made, was uh, came out in, I don't even, where, where does it say? It's got to be on here somewhere. 2020. It came out in 2020, it says. Okay. So this is, so three years, Hopefully, hopefully they've been able to work it out. And then in 2003, when the Wild finally get a team, they well, the Wild's first season was in 2000, and they make it, they get hot. They have two seven-game series in the uh, first round, and then in the second round, and they uh, both go seven games, and then they go to play the Mighty Ducks in the Western Conference Finals, and they score 
one goal. That's hard to do. One goal in the entire Western Conference Finals. You can't make it up. And they get lose. Like, I read that, and I'm like, I had to double take. Like, they scored one goal the entire series? Well, guys, I re- Why did they ever change the Mighty Ducks name, though? That's so sick. I was going to say, such it's, a great it's the worst name. name change in sports history. To get rid oh of that name God. and get rid of that it's sweater? It's worse than the fucking Sioux. Awful. Awful. Yeah, it's worse than the Sioux. Yep. And, um, I don't know. I, Grant, you're, you're more, you're our hockey czar of the, uh, of the podcast here. Do you, do you remember much about this series? I just remember watching it thinking it's not fair how good John Sebastian Jaguar is playing right now. Like he was on his head to a whole different level because the wild had plenty of opportunities. I remember watching this as a kid. He just, he made, he must've made a deal with the devil which in return is why they lost that next series to the devils um, because they could get to the cup, but they couldn't win it. It was, it was just unbelievable how, how good he played and just the wild, cause they just couldn't get anything past him. They had plenty of opportunities. They just, they, he was just, he was seeing everything. It's some, something we're never yeah. going to see again, just how good he was that series. And then he met his match by uh he met his match on the, uh, the on the other goal, the next in the Stanley Cup by uh, Uncle Daddy. Yes. Have, have you heard that story? I, I might need of, a refresher. Uh, Marty I need, need a refresher, actually. <laughs> so so apparently he was who whoever his wife at the time was. It would have been he was also sleeping with his sister-in-law. I think, and he apparently had a kid with it or, and like, that was a chant when he would go on the road, I guess they'd start chanting uncle daddy. God, that's fantastic. <laughs> Just cause there's a goalie doesn't mean you Just can't score. You can't score. <laughs> and then to round it out, round out chapter, chapter two and hockey, hockey heartbreak in Minnesota was the Parise and Suter contracts that uh, did not turn out as uh, as they planned. Both signed identical 13-year, $98 million contracts. Uh, Parise, his dad, played for the North Stars. He was a local legend. Suter, his dad, his dad won gold on that 1980 Olympics team. Was it his dad or his uncle? And may, or Yeah, it was his uncle. That's mm-hmm. right. Maybe. Yeah. And it, uh, it just kind of put them in salary cap hell where they weren't able to get out of it or sign some better role players to help them get over the hump. They won two series with those two on the roster and just, just didn't, didn't quite work out, but they did give us an incredible series in 2014 with the, uh, the wild abs. I remember watching that game in the dorm room and it was, there was pandemonium. Everybody was watching it in different rooms. And when they scored on that breakaway to win, Every all you could hear is just, and I think it was during finals week too. Everybody just went nuts. Like, what idiot of a GM though agrees to a deal where, say, they retire abruptly, you still owe them money, and it still counts against the cap? Like, what a fucking idiot! This GM messed this up so bad, the NHL had to make a new rule. Yes, because eight of him. years max. Eight years for your current team, seven for yeah. the new team. What? Like, what an idiot. They made a new rule, a new policy based off of your fuck-up. 
Because you suck so bad at your job. And, you know, it's even to this day the Wild are still having troubles with those two contracts. Yeah. Which is why their GM's yeah. their GM, Billy G's getting questioned stuff all the time. And, you know, when Russo's coming at him, he goes, Russo, I can't penalize young men on this team who had nothing to do with this contract. Everybody knows why we're getting strapped. It's because of this janky 13-year deal this guy made. Does that end and he's season? not he's not with them anymore, is he? That GM, no. This yeah, GM, no, it's a new one. No, okay. no, it's a new one. Yeah, no, gotcha. He left a while ago. I think it was after that 2019 year where it just everything blew up. I think I think they, cl- yeah. they okay. cleaned house then. Is Parise he is he still in the league or is he done? Devils. I he was no, with the, he, he was with the Islanders for a while. I don't know. Huh. I don't know, but so next week, guys, we uh, what are we what are we thinking here? We want to do the next two chapters. Uh, Does that sound they, good? The uh, yeah, was it was a basketball and, and yeah, the court jester jesters and diamond in the rough. That sounds. I bet you baseball. It's, wolf, so. it's the wolves and twins. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and then the the right, and probably the Lakers too, and the Muskies. True. Okay, let's do it. So professional basketball and baseball. Yep, two of the two sports that are in full swing right now. Yep. So, all righty. Well, and then I guess we'll just uh, kick it over to you, Grant, the man that's got to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> Loser. You're damn right, he does. Uh, let's see here. He. Um. Yeah. No, it says he still plays for the plays for the Islanders. Really? Okay. But. Anyways, go, uh, Grant. The floor is yours. What is your curveball of the week? So. You know, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it was Alex's birthday this last weekend. You know, we went out, you know, bar hopping and had a good time. And it got me thinking. All the bars you guys have been to in your life, which is your favorite one or which one do you have the best memories at? I mean, I don't know if I remember it. The the best memories I don't remember? No, no. What's your favorite? What's your favorite of all the bars you've been to in your life? What's your favorite one to go to to have a good time? Brothers, Iowa City. It's not even close. There's not a close second. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there is a second, it's just brothers. Well, it might be just. I would probably Ethan, say be, that, but I don't remember being it there. It would probably be, have to be downtown Cowboy Jacks for Ethan if there's a second place. Oh, that bathroom's all mine. Yes. Well, that, that bathroom yes, belongs to plenty of people. <laughs> Actually, that, that mop bucket belongs to me. In the janitor's closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a night. Oh man, favorite bar. Hoof. That is I've been to so many of them. If I had to pick. And I'm going to Fargo this weekend too, so I got to Too bad the pickle pair closed. Yeah. Yeah, that one closed. Scotty doesn't know. That's that was always the best one to end the night is oh, singing Scotty doesn't know on down there. Uh, uh dry hand jobs on the dance floor there. Incredible. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite bar. Ooh. Um. You know what? I I'll I'll go. And this is now. I'm not sure if I would like going there anymore, but I, I would have to go with the the bodega in Deadwood. Big dance floor. Sure you can barely move at all. Okay. I I I was never there. Don't remember. It doesn't count. So we saw some guy getting dragged out by security, and then it just goes black from there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So 
Somebody somebody took my card and got like sixty dollars worth of Yag bombs. Sorry, that actually was and, me. Yeah. You, so Dylan, I will tell you this finally to this day. You gave me your card and you said, "Hey, be a friend and get six six to eight Yag bombs." I could have said no, <laughs> but I knew it would be a good story, so I did a full send and got them. <laughs> and then you drank every yeah. single one. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I think if there's like six oh. there, I think Dylan took four of them, and I had the other two, or it was like four and three. No, Jeff had one. Jeff, yeah, it was something like that. Um, yeah. So I could have said huh. no, but I knew it would be a good story, so I just sent it. Interesting. <laughs> that is. That's somebody huh. waking up next morning. What did I spend eighty dollars on at the of Ethan? <laughs> and I'm sitting here on a blow-up mattress in Ethan's studio apartment. On the kitchen floor, thinking, oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised all three of us fit in there somehow. It was hot. Yeah, we did. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's the AC. But, but yeah, so the, so the bodega in down in Deadwood is my, my favorite that I've been in. And then, so Grant, now, let, let's hear yours. Um. You know, we're gonna go to a spot in in Uptown, and you know it's now closed. But I'd probably it's just kind of a dingy place, but stuff always had to happen there, Ethan. I'd have to go Stella's, the fish bar. Yeah, I was gonna tell you, you I knew you were gonna go Stella's. I had to go yep. Stella's just because you it's all fantastic. it's fantastic. You end the night there for some reason. It's an open fish bar uh, that had an it's awesome pat. It had an awesome rooftop with the lights on there. The second bar upstairs. Um, that's when bathrooms Al- in the basement where you have to risk your life to go to the bathroom when you're, when you're hammered. Yes. Um, the, the, the winding stairs to go upstairs, you feel like, yeah. you feel like you're going to fall on your way down. There's just drinks everywhere and vomit on the floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they had the dance room or, uh, you know, their version of a club in the back room there. And then that's where, I'll, this is kind of funny now. That's where I was, where Alec and Halim would always get in a fight because he'd want to leave at one fifteen. To get, a, yeah. to get a euro, she would want to stay. We'd lose Chavez. Um, Morgan was a drunk mess who would start to cling on me. That's where I thought <laughs> I met my future wife. Yes, that's right. That bar upstairs. Yes. Ethan got a couple, oh. a couple tequila shots. Have you heard this one, Dylan? No, I have yeah, not. Stella's, baby. You tell. She was standing in front of us in line, and then, you know we started talking. Whatever. She buys me and Grant both drinks. She bought shots, and then she bought me a drink. Puts my her phone in my number or puts her number in my phone. Excuse me. And puts your phone in her number, huh? Okay, no, no. Puts How much wine have you drank today, phone. Ethan? And uh, I text her later that night when we get home. Not, it's a landline. It's not an actual phone. So she either gave him the wrong number. Or she was so hammered she messed the number up. <laughs> we'll never know which one. But yeah, some, oh, something about Stella's, man. That's the three level, um, three levels in that place. It's in Uptown. It great. It's an absolute disaster to get home because you're on those one ways going into Minneapolis, oh, and you no. have to actually go around. But if you try to go to Uptown Tavern, you can't do it. Uh, and then I remember one night, I think it was me, Ethan, and Chavez. We tried to go through the McDonald's drive-through on our feet, and they refused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh bad. <laughs> refused oh. us service. Those haters. Oh, what the hell? I lost my credit card one night at Stella's. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's not I, good. But I went back and I found it. The bar guy had it. That's right. Dropped it on the floor. That's uh, that's like one the one reason why I try to not to use 
credit cards when I go to bars is because like if they take it, there was a a thousand percent chance that I will leave it there. That's why I never. Yeah. That's why I never take a tab on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I dropped that. Oh. Out. So it wasn't like a tab was open. I literally fell out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, I suppose then. So that's going to wrap up episode 77 of the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. We'll have the segments out of the, sh- of the show on YouTube on Friday. You can follow us there at 3GTB Podcast and the same name on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And then go like us on Facebook at the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. But that... For now, that puts, up, puts a bow on episode 77, and we'll talk to you next week.